aspiring leaders, current leaders, and anyone who wishes to increase their leadership skills and improve their career. My name is Gary Davison, and I am the Poobah of the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into the skills and elements of skill set development to help you reach greater heights and to help you grow those leaders around you. What can you expect from the Lodge of Leaders podcast? It's simple. My name is Gary Davison, and I am a leader with 25 years of leadership experience. In that time, I've grown in excess of 20 leaders to executive level positions in the field of education. I've been a teacher, assistant principal, principal, university faculty member, a board member on many charities, in addition to the roles I've held outside of the field of education. These all give me a very unique perspective that I can bring to helping to grow you and the leaders around you. After you embrace the thoughts, beliefs, and actions of the systems that I've put into place, it's my belief that you will see your own leadership skills improve and thus your career will prosper. You can expect to grow and you can expect to grow those around you if you put the work into your skill set and you're honest with your feedback. Remember, friction makes for growth and we will grow. Welcome Lodge members to episode number nine. I like to call this episode conflict in all its forms. Today we're going to be working through planning for a successful, difficult or confrontational conversation. Uh, These are not the most pleasant things to have, and young aspiring leaders often struggle in this area, but I've got a little, just a little formula that might help you uh, to outline and plan yourself for that difficult or confrontational conversation with either a colleague, a subordinate, could even be a superior, but um, just planning yourself out. I like to think of it as the Band-Aid Principle. Uh, It's got uh, four easy steps to it, but basically uh, think about a Band-Aid. When you you were a kid, you had a Band-Aid on something, you would rip it off. You would wash that area either with uh, alcohol or or, um, uh, hydrogen peroxide, soap and water. Uh, You'd then watch it and then you'd let it breathe. And we're going to get back to that in what that means in this step. But um, today we're going to talk about this, uh, dealing with those difficult conversations. And remember, as leaders, we deal primarily with people and situations. And, and this, is an, this is the epicenter of where those two uh, don't always jive together, and there can be conflict there. So let's start off with, um, with the, the settings that you might need this. And, and as I think back to my own uh, experiences and the work that I do as a high school principal, oftentimes difficult conversations come in one of three different purposes in why I may be having this conversation with somebody. I, I may be looking first, I may be looking to uh, uh, reprimand someone for, for something that's a single occurrence. Um, i.e. a good example might be that last year I had uh, someone who 
maybe pulled out a cell phone during a testing scenario and that being against the rules and and one of those things that I have to I have to remediate that so I have a conversation with them I document that kind of thing uh, it could be something uh, I've seen others that might be talking about someone that's had some inappropriate language around kids or you know something like that that you're you're reprimanding a single occurrence something that's not ongoing. The second time I, I might use uh, planning for these kinds of conversations is when I'm looking to improve someone's ongoing performance. They just are not cutting the mustard. So I, I really need to plan out these kinds of conversations. And when you're talking about ongoing performance, you're probably going to have many of these conversations with someone, not just a single shot and expect it to get better. You would hope that someone would improve their performance like that. But oftentimes, improvement conversations, they, they come in very small chunks, and you have to look at those little bite-sized opportunities to help someone improve. Um, that might be someone that you put on a professional development plan or something where you have multiple characteristics that you're trying to help them improve, and you monitor that process over a given period of time, say a year, two years, something like that, and, and giving them feedback along the way, and the feedback being a critical, critical uh, piece of this. The third time I, I use this planning for a difficult conversation is when I have to share really bad news with someone. Uh, for example, uh, after the um, the pandemic was going on, and I had to I had to eliminate a position in one of my classified areas. Um, I, I had great performers in, in all of those folks were great performers, and I I basically had to look at who was the last person hired, uh, go to them, have a conversation with them, and it's a difficult conversation to have. But again, I'm not trying to improve their performance, and I'm certainly not reprimanding them for anything that they've done. So these are the three basic areas where an aspiring leader, a young leader, or even myself, uh, an experienced leader, we sit down and we plan out having these difficult conversations. Now let's get to the planning part. There are four steps that I've identified here in uh, when I talk about conflict in all of its forms. Um, the, the first step is I'm going to bring in someone and I'm going to try and connect with that person. Whether I go to their room or, or I meet them somewhere in a conference room or they actually come to my office, first thing I'm going to do, no matter what I'm trying to, to remediate or what I'm trying to achieve with the meeting, I am going to try and connect with them. Ultimately, leaders lead people. And we've got to have a, a good rapport with people. So I'm going to start off this meeting by connecting with them. How are you? Um, uh, thank you for coming in today. Uh, maybe reach back to a conversation we had before, something that might be, um, you know, something that y'all ha have talked about together in some way. Again, it puts them at ease. Step two, I'm going to be very concise in my direction. I'm going to be very clear I'm not going to use a lot of words. I'll use bullet points and very, very short increments in what it is that I'm looking for them to do to improve. The example of someone who maybe had their phone out during testing, I'll be very clear with them. I'll connect with them coming in, but then my direction will be very clear. During testing training, you know that it was uh, against the state rules to break out your cell phone. 
I know that you broke out your cell phone and be very clear in what that uh, offense was, what their actions were at that time. Step three, I'm going to be very clear in what my expectations are moving forward. I'll even use the language of, I expect to see a substantial improvement in, boom, 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 and I will fill in the blank there on what I expect to see. I do that also in writing, but I'll get to that in just a moment. Step four is we're going to come to consensus as a group, myself and the individual that I'm looking to uh, seek improvement from. We'll agree on what on what this looks like, what the timeline looks like. We, we will actually have conversation over, I expect to see substantial improvement in your performance by the next grading period, uh, within the next class, if it's, if it's uh, improving ongoing performance, I'm going to set those benchmarks along the way. If I'm sharing bad news, there really isn't a, a, a clear understanding in a change of anything, but we're going to set a consensus on that we both agree that this change is is not the best thing in the world. We certainly would like to be able to keep that person, but we're going to work together. And, and that looks like me trying to reach out to them. And how can I help you with the move? How can I help you in some way or sharing bad news? Trying to, again, kind of a, a bookend. When I connect with them on the front end, I'm also trying to connect with them on the back end. At the beginning, I mentioned that this is very much um, like a Band-Aid philosophy, I like to think of it as. When I was a kid, I would rip off a Band-Aid. And again, you don't want to rip off a Band-Aid slowly, but you also don't want to rip it off so that you take skin with it either. You, you want to make it quick enough, short, sweet, to the point, quick. And that's what you're doing when you're sharing direction and expectation. When somebody's screwed up, they, they know that they've messed up. So the last thing you want to do is berate them over it. But you just want to be clear in the direction. Today, we're here to talk about you were using inappropriate language. Today, we're here to talk about that you used a cell phone in a testing scenario when you're not supposed to. I expect to see moving forward, fill in the blank. If you're a great leader and you've built a great rapport with your team, you've built um, not buy-in, but belief in. If you've built that with your team and your team members, they will. these kinds of conversations will not be as difficult as you think. If you have not, these conversations will reveal to you that you've got work to do to build your collegial con uh, co climate with your staff, with your team. Um, so this is a, a good chance to see that. Step two of the, the Band-Aid philosophy is, again, washing the area. Again, you, you want to rip off the Band-Aid uh, in such a way that you're able to pull the Band-Aid off. Washing the area means that you're going to be connecting with that person again. You know, just because somebody messed up and you have to correct them doesn't mean they're bad people. You just want to change the behavior. You like them. You just want to change their behavior. You, you watch it to see if it infects. And that's what you're going to do with someone that you've had to give remediation to. Every time you see them, next time you see them around the workplace or whatever, have a smile. How are you? How's everything going today? Act like you didn't have the conversation. Let it be their problem if they get nervous about it. But with you, it's not something you're going to go back and dwell on unless you see the performance, can the inappropriate performance continuing to happen. And then letting it breathe. I'm a big believer in if you knock somebody down, 
the thing you need to do is pick them up, dust them off. They will improve their behavior at that point. Again, the Band-Aid philosophy on top of the planning steps, I think will take you a long way in your leadership development. Thanks for listening to the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Before we go, you can be a Lodge member simply by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you choose to join me as a poobah in the Lodge, very simple. Sign up for the email reminders on drgarydavison.com. Until we meet again, remember that experience is not the best teacher. Feedback is.